Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, in which the three of us, James O'Neill, Lucy Bella Earl, and I, Luke Cuffworth, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslade will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at educating Josh. Guys, how are you feeling? Good. I must admit, Good. the guy, James and Lucy have an hour today to prep because me and Josh were really late to record. So Their I arguments hope, better be great. I'm hoping for some fantastic... We spent the hour waiting. So. <laughs> well, James, you led the podcast last week with your story. Could you please tell us your poll results? I did indeed. My question last week was, is Tess Holiday being on the cover of Cosmopolitan a good thing? And 63% of people said no. I was so surprised. Me too. I thought, I thought yes would win for sure. Yeah, definitely or, on Twitter. Or at least be more split. Yeah, we seem to have a very anti-test holiday 63% of people is a lot of people to say no. Well, way to more fair, than afterwards, afterwards, I did look into her a bit. She seems like a lovely person. She's, oh, sure. she's quite a nice person. Absolutely. Not that weight equals niceness. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we I had a few, few fairly awkward conversations with people who are severely overweight I asking me about my anger, opinion yeah. on that stuff and I had to just be like look I'm sorry you're unhealthy and uh, Josh leave it in the past leave it in last week yeah. don't change right. what have they said on Twitter oh uh, Georgia said on Twitter obesity is obviously a growing problem but Tess is not promoting obesity she's promoting a state of mind of whatever people say is wrong with you you are allowed to feel beautiful and sexy body dysmorphia is hard and you are allowed to feel good no matter what you look like that's us told. Lucy, you were second last Not week. Not really. I, I mean, think I think it's us told. Someone <laughs> needs to listen to the podcast a little bit better. So I asked if zero-hour contracts should be stopped. 31% of people on Twitter said yes, and 64% said no. Uh, I lose again. Oh, I had a sorry. good week last week, guys. <laughs> Not going to lie. Beth on Twitter said, as a uni student, zero-hour contracts help tremendously. Well, she obviously learnt that at uni. That <laughs> One job I was looking at, you literally pick the shifts you want to work a few weeks prior and they give it to you just like that. As long as the employer is being ethical about it, then all is good with zero-hour contracts. Which I think applies to everything when it comes to employers, really, in general. As long as they're being ethical, it's Yes, right. as long as they're being ethical, <laughs> it's okay. And I was very disappointed with the podcast audience last week. I you asked, can't win this. You can't. You, can't, you couldn't I, win. Literally, I asked, is it okay to kill household pests? And I genuinely thought... A lot of people. Oh, this would is say, why I'm going to win easily. Oh, no, over half of people said yes. It's okay. Fifty-six percent yes. Think of the poor which spiders. Means we have a murderer audience, guys. How do you feel? Meg- do you freeze and torture a bee? That let's, is true. Let's not get into that. Shut up. Leave it in the past, Lucy. <laughs> Leave it in the past. Megan on Twitter said, "Kill the male horny spiders." Thanks. No, do not. 
I mean, without any context, that's quite a statement. I love how every response we've had this week has been like eloquent and long, and Megan's is just kill the horny spiders. Discern. Megan, I can give you some really helpful numbers if you want some help. It's okay. That's a very angry person. I thought you meant some numbers of horny spiders. Anyway, Lucy, <laughs> well, please, I've got James's. Could you, start, kill. Could you start the podcast this week with your story? So my story comes from The Express. Princess Eugenie's two-day wedding to cost taxpayers two million claims wedding expert. Ridiculous. Here are the three things that you need to know, Josh. Who is this wedding expert and what are their credentials? <laughs> While the cost of the wedding itself is normally covered by the royal family, security costs are met mainly by police forces and, by implication, taxpayers. Oh, so it's two million just in police force yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yes, but the rest is paid for by the royal family. Oh, how, oh how good of how them, good of them. <laughs> paying for their own wedding. Are they paying for mine too? This October's royal wedding in Windsor between Princess Eugenie and James Brooksbank will be overseen by Thames Valley Police. The cost of security at the wedding hasn't been confirmed, but two million seems in the right ballpark. The royal family cost each British taxpayer 69p last year, which is up four pence compared to the previous year, with courtiers insisting the royal family is excellent value for money. The (laughs) The royal family's independent commercial property arm, the Crown Estate, also returned £329.4 million to the public treasury in the last year, a £12.7 million increase from the year before. Very nice. So, my question, a bit of a big one. Should the public fund the royals? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. No, I don't think so at all. Oh, okay. All right, and why? Uh, because. Because why? And like, okay, so I, I understand that we do make money from them, but why not make more money from them then? Just because we're making Ooh, money from how? them, why do they have to live in such extreme languish and like like why does it have to be so preposterously expensive i mean if they're able to afford the wedding itself why can't they bolster the the police payers money and if they have made 329.4 million like maybe more of that should go on boosting the police money instead of i mean they would argue and i think people courtiers as you very nicely said lucy (laughs) they would argue that the two million pounds of police spend is more to do with protecting us in that Mm. that kind of event is a terrorist um, target and so putting in place okay, police the event's only there because they're getting married yes I, I know if I were like if I was a celebrity but the public will want to make a public event well yes if you were a celebrity and you were holding a big event you probably you may well be given um, police by the government I actually don't know would you Oh, I really hope so. Otherwise, I hate the royal family. I don't want to do that. I imagine you would. You see, like, but I imagine there's also great private um, security companies. But I do agree with what Luke's saying. It is probably to protect all of the attendees of the wedding, the public around the wedding as well, um, making sure it's not a terrorist threat. Um, I'm in two minds about this. I, I don't think anyone really knows in clear terms whether they make us money or whether we lose money with them because it'd be impossible to find out. Supposedly we are told that they make us money and the main source of money is that... And I th- well, it's, that's it's, their only use at the moment, isn't it? It's tourism. It is yes. literally tourism. They, actually, do, they don't do anything else apart from protect the swans and... <laughs> like. Well, they all do have private businesses as well. You know, like duchies that um, the Prince Charles has. I mean, that employs a lot of people. They do create other things as well but they don't necessarily have to be royal to do that no no but they do have to be in some way important i'm i big big boasty point here i met prince charles and he was one lovely and I've two met the queen had ju- have you gigantic yeah. have you? you've what? met the queen i have yeah what? 
What? She kissed me. Shut up, really? Josh. You've not met the Queen and she, she didn't kiss me. She when ki- I was a baby, I met the Queen and she kissed me. Okay, well, that doesn't count if you're a baby. I met Prince Charles about half a year ago and he had giant carrot hands. His and hands I loved are huge. <laughs> hands. That's the most vegan thing you've ever said. Giant carrot hands. I'm never getting an MBE. Anyway. Giant so carrot hands. For me, I, when I was there, when I was meeting Prince Charles, I had this overwhelming sense of isn't it nice that we have this random family whose only sole purpose is to continue their family existing obviously they care about themselves but also just to sort of do good things and they go like when I met him he was doing a charity event for anti-bullying and I just thought it was so lovely and so wholesome and in a world where we have so much companies and government cuts and all these things it's nice that you have these kind of famous harmless wholesome little people wandering around going do nice things I think that's nice (laughs) but then we get on to Beatrice and Eugenie who aren't they they don't really have royal duties do they well no so there's something called the sovereign grant and that's the taxpayers money that is I think it was 42.8 million last year or 2016 76 million this year and that's the money from the taxpayer that goes to the royals and they call it the the magnificent seven so it's the seven in line to the throne or something similar to that for what this is the money that they receive from the taxpayer princess eugenie and princess beatrice do not fall under that bracket their dad have asked for them to be included but they have not been and recently they've just had their security cut good half a million a year was going on 24 hour police protection for them and their dad was very upset about that See, on, so, one, on one side, I'm kind of for it. Because one thing I really like about our country is, so for example, the NHS. Take the NHS. You mm. basically get the treatment you require at the point that you need it without having to shift out a load of money. It's not Princess Eugenie's fault that she was born into the royal family and therefore is a threat for kidnapping or anything like that. And so we, as a country, it's, it, she's a human being. We couldn't just let her loose and do whatever because she might get kidnapped. Yeah, so I think you're all missing the main point, which is should the public fund the royals? And it, like you're saying, they have businesses. If they're making, if they are in profit... Why still take from the taxpayer? Well, because they are also serving the country to a certain extent. They're doing work. They go around promoting the country. They go on state visits, etc. Right, but they, they don't pay tax, do they? No, they do. They pay income tax. Um, the Queen has since 1992. Ooh. Um, I didn't know that. Voluntarily. Queen. She doesn't have to, but she's chosen to. And I mean, good that she's chosen to. I think it'd be uproar if she <laughs> what didn't. What a nice Queen we <laughs> um, I think the issue is... Would they actually be able to pay the po- the police out of their own pocket? They should make. Maybe they well, could if make. They're a big raising do- three hundred and twenty nine million. Yes, but it's a, it's a service. They don't. The police don't discriminate. If there's going to be a massive event, I would like to imagine that there would be protection put in place. Yeah, for example, you no, do. But get, if you want to throw an event that's that scale, you should have to pay for the security. But you get police presence at, for example, an Ed Sheeran concert. Yeah, at private Wembley security Stadium. and police outside, Both. don't you? You always have police there. And so it's sort of like it's not it's it, the police there aren't there to protect Ed Sheeran. He has private security for that for that purpose. The police are there to protect the thousands of people who go and see Ed Sheeran to try and make sure it's not a terrorist incident, etc. Mm-hmm. And so and I think especially in a, in a post Brexit world where we essentially have to start arguing on the scale of the, of the world, why our country is interesting. The, the, having this sort of fairy tale king and queen thing makes us attractive as a country and I really uh, I really care about that because it's part of my childhood and I, I like the fact that we've had the same queen since I was born we've had Tony Blair and David Cameron they've all been rubbish and and we have some consistency in our life we have a monarch who stays consistent throughout. I'd rather get better politicians than have a distraction in the form of a royal family to make you feel nice and patriotic I, I couldn't, nice I couldn't patriotic. disagree with you more on that like at all 
and, and I can't disagree with any of you more. Like, I think you're all kind of going away from the bigger question, which is, should the public fund the royals, which is quite a general question. Okay, if everyone else is treated the same way. If I throw a public event where 10,000 people turn up and that is covered by the taxpayer... Like, didn't people get into trouble for that as well? Because they put a party up on social media, it went viral, so many people turned up and then it wasn't done properly with the police and all that kind of stuff, so they got into trouble. Well, that's because they didn't ask the police. Okay, well, if that's a service that Joe Public gets, then yeah, of course the Queen <laughs> and, and that family should get it. They live, you know, fine. But should the public fund the royals? Absolutely not. No, because what I'm not, we're not debating whether the public should fund the police. Because if that's what you're saying and that's spread across, then great. But your argument isn't an argument for the public funding the royals. So no, I don't think the public should fund the royals if they are making that much profit. It's like getting a starter grant from the government, right? The government go, here's fifty thousand for your new business at twenty one. You've left uni. Here's fifty thousand to a business. If you're lucky enough to get into one of those schemes, you then start to get into a into a profit you don't continue to receive an annual grant from the government you're in profit so yes, then, that's you're then working for yourself the queen continues to work for the country and the royal family continue to work for the country and they, they enjoy a lot it. of privileges sure because of that that's not that i don't think that's justification at all they are now in profit why do they still need to take money from the taxpayer because if they didn't if they if we stopped giving them money they'd stop doing the state visit things and we'd stop they just basically become rich business people. If you take away their public funding, they stop being members of state. They just become this weird thing that's a business person. It, it, it's a separate thing. Their business thing but is that's a se- what they are. All they are is well, a celebrity. Well, it's not, though, is it? Because they, the Queen does her Christmas message and they go to other countries. Right, so and they- they're a celebrity. Well, they're literally... Tell me one power the Queen has over anything. Well, she can sign off laws, but... And would be removed from the head of state by politicians as soon as she tried to do that. Of course, but she still has that power. And she still goes off to other countries and promotes Britain to other countries, which she she could just not do if we didn't give her any money. She could just go, right, well, I'm just going to sit at my big palace then. How does she... I think there's better ways of promoting the country than some... I think you underestimate how exciting to the rest of the world, especially America, the idea of royalty is. They love that shit. Great. And they're in a massive profit margin. But they'd stop being royalty if we... Because they'd stop being royalty. They'd just go off and be rich people. They wouldn't be the queen anymore. We can't give her the title of queen if she's a privately owned entity. I mean, I guess the question is... If we were to get rid of the monarchy, yeah. would pe- would loads and loads of tourists still come and visit us each year? Because apparently they're bringing 1.8 million, but no one can prove it. I think the answer is get someone in to properly study it. Yeah. Tell us if they're making <laughs> us any money, then we can make a decision. All right. And so, Josh, in, in conclusion, should the public fund the royals? No. <laughs> okay. Well, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the second story of the week. That is my story. Okay, Josh, my story this week comes from E! Online, and it is that (laughs) Kylie Jenner just tried milk and cereal for the first time, and the internet can't believe it. Here are the three things you need to know. It's been a year of many firsts for Kylie Jenner. She gave birth to her first daughter, style on her first Vogue cover, and then last week, the makeup mogul tweeted, Last night, I had cereal with milk for the first time. Life-changing. For those... (laughs) For those who seem surprised that Jenna had not come across this conventional pairing before, she thankfully provided some clarity in a subsequent tweet, writing, I always liked cereal dry. I never bothered with milk. And that is proof that she is a lizard. With over 200,000 likes on Twitter, it is safe to say it's caused quite the stir. It has since come to light, however, that Kylie may have been mistaken, or maybe lying, as TMZ reported that Jenna posted a photo of a bowl of cereal 
back in 2013, complete with what appears to be milk and fruit. Trying to my, it back. <laughs> my question for you, Josh, is, is our obsession with Kylie Jenner destructive for society? 20 seconds, Josh. Go. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I disagree. That is the reason Trump is in power, because of people like you that make people that like that kind of content feel uh, insignificant no, and inferior. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Yes, it is. You know, the left have this amazing way of having the most amazing ideals, but making me want to shoot myself in the face when I hear them talk about them. <laughs> Like, literally, that sums up pretty much every left person okay, that I know. Let me cl- like, be clear. I'm not telling people... I'm not saying that people who like this stuff are stupid. I'm saying the fact that it is promoted is stupid. Why is it promoted? She's tweeted. She has a big following. It was the top of Twitter. I opened Twitter and it was like... Because first thing. I mean, well, then you get a bigger following and do more than her to have a bigger following and you can set what's trending. Like, it's not... <sighs> and also, it's... Uh, destructive for society, Destructive though. for society, No, yes. I, don't, I don't even agree with that. All right, well, James and Lucy... Before I go off on my tirade, what do you think? I just think it's a bit sad. Yeah. Like, I can't believe <laughs> this was such a big story. What? When I saw it, I just didn't even bother opening it because I was like, wow. But that's Woman you. makes mundane phrase. Yes. but um, Have you guys read your Twitters back? <laughs> I will read my Twitter back, Joshua. Your Twitters are... Your, uh, you, my Twitter you're much wholesome. more interesting. <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> the other day, you were tweeting about Kylie Jenner eating cereal. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. I'm part of the problem. Yes. Okay, also... <laughs> absolutely are. Also, I, there's a... Ma- oh, I don't know how far I want to take go this. Go on, go on. You can do it. Well, what about people, people that are glorifying depression on Twitter? I mean, it's a very different like, thing. Like what? Like, there are so many people at the moment that, that are kind of... There's this whole glorification. of It's, like, separate to raising awareness for it. They're making it... A meme. Like, a meme. Relatable. Relatable. Mm. Funny. Like, uh, and I get that it's okay to have a laugh about it, but I'd say that is more of a destruction towards society than just going, hey, I tried milk in the cereal for the first time. Because, I'm sorry, what you're doing there is you're saying... Twitter was meant to be a silly, fun place. How can I be funny? What's quirky? What's, you know, that side of things. If you're going there for hardline news, you're the problem. Not the people that are going there for the whole <laughs> Twit cereal and milk thing. Like That is a very good point. Like That's not what Twitter's for. I so. mean, it, to be fair, I think it is. Twitter have introduced a whole section of their app that no, purely they need to be relevant to with and news. need to go in there. That it's not. They're, They're claiming about- to be a news source. Okay, because people are treating it like that. Yes. So? So I think that's destructive for society. Okay. I don't think so, it's Twitter's problem. I think it's just the, the, the people are more obsessed with Kylie Jenner eating cereal than when what's actually been reported. Okay, so my central... my central but What's actually being reported? That she, Good question. That she tried <laughs> cereal We're talking about Kylie time. Jenner now, so I don't know. It was just God. like loads of news outlets making a story out of one tweet, but like a 500-word essay just about this one tweet... And the thing is, I'm not saying that I don't think it should be on Twitter or anything like that. I just, I didn't care, so I didn't read the articles. And that was it. I applied my own filter. She has millions of followers. And exactly, exactly what you just said. Like, apply your own filter and don't judge and condemn a whole nation. My sent when I was, when I saw this, basically, my central um, problem with it was this. We, as human beings, have a certain level of... Um, sense of what matters. We have a, a sort of moral compass in our heads. And if we are being told by 
our source of news, these multi-billion dollar corporations telling us, well, you're essentially what we're being told subconsciously, because on a conscious level, we know that doesn't matter. But if subconsciously, everywhere around us, we see things that clearly don't matter, but the world seems to be telling us they do matter, we start to question ourselves. We, we start... No. We, I think it's People interesting aren't going. People aren't looking at that story and going, oh my God, she tried milk. Like, they're, 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 <laughs> do you know they're what? Very well might be there. No, I think they are. I, no. I, I really don't think they are and I think that's your cynical view of people as opposed to people just going that's really freaking weird how has she not tried milk before it's it's oh, that's it's, silly it's, Kylie yeah and also she's a massive public figure it's it's only relevant because she's big no one gives a crap if Bob next door has never tried milk I care more like of course she would but that again is also being another kind of sheep <laughs> See, I thought if you're it was so all about... anti it that you're by default the opposite way, then you're just well, as if, bad. Well, Bob lives next to me. I care about what he's go doing. I don't care what Charlie Jenner's doing. <laughs> See, I think the reason it was such a big story is because it was such like a mundane non-story, I and, do that every and it was kind of funny to make it such a big deal. It had like comedic effect. That's why I think it was so big. Yeah. Um, and then also people have a fascination with how the other half or other 2% or 1% live. What do you think about... So TMZ have reported that actually she posted a picture of cereal with milk back in 2013. <laughs> and essentially what that makes... That, that to me is another form. Because what she's essentially Great, doing there... got the scoop. Well, no, what <laughs> she's essentially doing there is she's basically baiting the fact that people think she's so rich and out of touch she's never done normal things. And she's then sort of going, oh, I'll, I'll mess with them. I'll tell them I've never tried cereal and but milk. Tell me you've never tweeted anything that wasn't 100% oh, that's, true. Um, that's I've exaggerated. That's you've exaggerated what she's done. A situation or a story or she's gone. Just or, or, or No, because like imagine she's sat there eating a bowl of cereal with milk <laughs> and goes, wouldn't it be funny if I tweeted that I that this is the first time I'd ever tried milk? Like, it's what's made her have that idea. It's... It, it is meant to be a comedic platform. That's what I mm. use Twitter for. Everyone I follow is is comedy. It's an, an interesting little peek into people's lives. And I do, do not use it for news. And if you are, <laughs> then I think you need to not. I, I mean, maybe she forgot. And if Kylie maybe Jenner can't remember, she had cereal with milk. then why should anyone else oh, care? That's true. She's a busy lady. Busy lady. She's too much on her mind. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, in conclusion, I know what you're going to say. To be say. fair, though, I, I, I think this is quite boring. But if... If I had tens of millions of followers, there'd be an article about me every single week about a tweet that I've made. That's ridiculous. <laughs> to be fair, James's tweets are brilliant. I really enjoy your Twitter. Uh, yeah. Thank you. James's Twitter's fantastic. Thank you. This podcast it's, is it's slowly trash. descending into uh, Luke's a cynical dick and everyone Luke's cynical argues with him. <laughs> oh. Well, no, it's just that you go scarily close to like George Orwell levels of population control in your quest for everyone to be left and it's that's just as bad as right. shouldn't shouldn't talk about Kaija. I just said that the big corporation in general. All right, well whatever. Population control <laughs> yeah, sounds like so, a ban on like sex. They're allowed to talk about cereal but it's too loudly. All right, well you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at educating Josh. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It is time for the last story of the week. That is James's story. This one's going to be a bit darker, I think. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, My story comes from The Independent, and the headline is, we need to talk about Drake texting 14-year-old Millie Bobby Brown. No, we don't. Uh, No, we don't. We need to... No, we don't. Why is anybody talking about this? Yeah, no, I get it. They're allowed to, but this is such a stupid Let's talk about cereal, but not about about Drake. Yeah. (laughs) The 14-year-old actress, famous for Stranger Things, amongst others, and the 31-year-old rapper have caused a stir with their unusual friendship. In a recent red carpet interview, Millie said, I love him. I met him in Australia, and he's honestly so fantastic. He's a great friend and a role model. We just texted each other the other day, and he was like, I miss you so much. And I was like, I miss you more. Millie also stated that uh, Drake likes to talk to her about boys and likes to give her boy advice. Drake has yet to tell his side of the story, and there is no indication that this is anything other than an innocent enough friendship. Yet many have called the friendship inappropriate, and in some cases have even suggested that it is grooming. However, Millie has hit back, saying, Why you gotta make a lovely friendship your headline? You guys are weird, for real. She wrote in a note posted on her Instagram stories. My question to you, Josh, is, is it appropriate for Drake and Millie Bobby Brown to be texting? 20 seconds, Josh, go. The more I hear about Millie Bobby Brown, the more I like her. Like, she's she's fantastic, and she's 14. Like, her head is ridiculously well screwed on. I, I, I just... Yeah, we need to get her on the show. Like, I think she'd be able to... <laughs> Can we book Millie lives. Bobby Brown? I think it's completely appropriate. And, I mean, there's just... There's one sentence that stuck out to me, James, which is the fact that you said, there is no indication that this is anything other than There is no enough. indication that this isn't a friendship. And it's like... What more do you kind of need to say? People are going to look for stories. Mm-hmm. Idiots oh, on no. Twitter are going to highlight things that don't exist. <sighs> yeah, okay, cool. So, Lucy, if you were 14 years old and a 31-year-old man started texting you, without you texting first, by the way, he texted her, I miss you so much, how would you feel? My parents have friends of all sexes, and I used to be in contact with them, and no one ever thought anything of it. It wasn't weird, and I think people are just making a stupid story out of something nice. Yeah, also what... I think it's a bit strange to be to see that and go, what's he trying to do? When there is no, inappropri- no indication of anything inappropriate, why is that... 
The bit that got me was when he was when he started talking about boys to Millie Bobby Brown and giving boy advice. And but that's fine. That's fine. I know. How old is he? I'm a lot less enraged by it now. But how old is I, he? I saw the story a week ago. How old is Drake? Um, Thirty-one. Well, he knows more about boys I than she does. I can imagine it being something like, oh, you know, you got to know your worth and stuff like that, and don't let boys talk to you in a bad no, way. No, it's the fact basic. that she's the biggest fourteen-year-old actor who's being in exposed world, to right all now. sorts in the world right now. He's probably one of very few people that can advise her on how to be with guys that are going to come after her like she is 14 none of us can comment on that world or that life or that industry or how it works the fact that she has someone like Drake that can protect her from absolute cretins mm-hmm. like the film industry that she exists in there are some horrible people yeah well, I'm sure don't her parents manage her I'm sure well with her placed. parents I'm sure with her parents as well now that I think about it because I think her parents manage her she has a mummager yeah yeah um, I'm sure she's fine I'm sure she's on top of it but when I first saw this story a week ago, this is, I'm going to go really deep with this. I was groomed as a child online. Mm. Oh, jeez. Yes, there you go. Wow. And so my instincts saw red flags everywhere in the story. And I was like, oh, you need to keep an eye on Drake. Not that I want to accuse Drake of anything, but it's, yeah, I saw some. The, the thing about talking about boys as well is like a major red flag. Which was what, which is what I just saw this story and immediately mm. emailed in. And I was like, I found my story. I'm going to do this this week. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's innocent enough. I mean, when is a red flag not a red flag? Like, what That's would true. what would make you feel like it's absolutely safe then? I, I can't. Well, I'd only be one hundred percent safe if I knew every every little asset going on about the story. But yeah. I, we don't, and I know it's probably just. I mean, vague comments made by Millie Bobby Brown in an interview. Yeah, it's just a passing comment. It's isn't just a it? passing comment, isn't it? And I'm sure that I've seen videos of Drake going to meet fans in the hospital and stuff. I'm sure he's perfectly perfectly fine i'm sure he is and i'm not i'm not going to be quite so cynical on this one and i do genuinely think you like you're right josh this is probably just something lovely and drake actually in the past has mentored lots he mentored justin bieber when he was really young and to be honest i I, (laughs) what i've written in my notes here is i think it probably is grooming but financial grooming in that he's probably he's just (laughs) trying to get in with the new big thing in the the way he picked up justin bieber and made justin bieber a star it's probably that's what's happening because Millie Bobby Brown is a big friggin' deal and Drake is a businessman and Fine. she's, she's, getting, like, she's getting into rapping now as well isn't she is she, she getting into rapping she, she, was on, oh! she did a Cardi B verse on she's stage she's fantastic that's so good the bit I found a little bit queasy though was the hang I'm, on we've just had an entire segment when you dissed people for liking <laughs> cereal and you've just gone <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown rapped on stage ah! So, yeah, absolutely. Going back to that story. No, you can't be upset with those people. Yeah. That's, the most, that's ridiculous. I said, oh, that's cute. I can say that. Not like... <laughs> I'm not saying that the news media should publish <laughs> stories about oh it. I'm just saying it's nice. To be fair, for a bowl of cereal... The bit I find uncomfortable, though, is the I miss you so much just feels... Not like I can't wait to see you. It does... It just... It irks me a little bit that you like so I much. Know, like, I know, that I know. Got me as well. But also, she yeah. could be misquoting it. it could, yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just yeah. No one's no one's seen the texts. Like that, she could easily be misquoting that. As James just said, I'm just repeating his very good points to make myself look more <laughs> so intelligent. Like we just well boom, done, Josh. No, and we should boom. Yeah, we should just butt out of her life, I think, a bit. I'm interested to see the poll results in this one, actually. Yeah. Or, see how everyone else takes it. The only other thing about this as well is it does come across... This This is an uncomfortable thing we're seeing in the media a lot, where there was a newspaper story where it said... I can't quite remember the, the exact details off the, bo- the bottom of my head, but it said something like, when did Hollywood get so sexy? And then it's listed like... 
What? Adult actors, and then it had Millie Bobby Brown there, and she was 13 at the time. Oh, no. And that oh, is this obsession that. that our media has about young girls coming of age. The same thing happened to Ramona Marquez, I think her name is, from Outnumbered. When she, the oh, little yeah. girl, yeah. when yes. she turned 16, the media went, she's what? blossoming into a fully grown. It was like, oh, oh, is there anything creepy. worse than the word blossoming? Uh, oh. Yeah, so I think it's probably a media thing in that they. Have this terrifying thing about sexualizing children, and Drake's probably just being this lovely little. It's mentor interesting because I'm wondering how the the news are quoting this, and how they're getting away with it without Drake going, "What?" Because mm. like I reckon they're using Twitter. The reason this story mm. is allowed to exist is because people have put their opinions on Twitter, and I'm starting to get really annoyed with Twitter being a quoting source for press. So yeah, yeah, that's true. The papers can only put across this portrayal of Drake and this massive story because they can go and robot face six seven minus two <laughs> <laughs> said he feels like it's grooming. We don't think that. But robot face has said that. What gets don't to me sue us. Sue is the headline. Yeah. What gets to me is the headline. We need to talk about. We need it. to talk about it. I hate that. No. I hate that. That is so ridiculous. This is why I chose, why I chose well. this article. That's from the because it's I know. It's Isn't such, that tragic? Oh. If you looked at that headline. You wouldn't pick it's from the independent. I would say like no, it's TMZ, yeah. Buzzfeed, Lad Bible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that's the independent. I know it's sad. It's sad, but it gets the clicks. So, in conclusion, Josh, is it appropriate for Drake and Millie Bobby Brown to be texting? Yes, but I do think her parents need to be aware what she is texting a thirty-year-old one, year old man, one-year-old man. All right, and we'll leave this with the message that although we have said this is probably fine. Please, please. Parents, please do monitor what your kids are doing. And keep yourself safe online. If you don't know a 31-year-old man, just don't talk to him. Don't talk to him. All right? Anyway, you can let us know what you think over on Twitter and our polls at Educating Josh. It is time for the quickfire round. Josh, a man rubbed fruit on his bare bottom at a supermarket and put it back on display. Josh, what's the worst thing you've ever done at a supermarket? I always eat a bag of cashews and then put it back. So I don't pay what? Do you actually do that? No. What are you talking about? You're a psychopath. A do dead whale was left in a car park all night after being thrown in a bin Wait, in New... A dead... Wh- Sorry, I haven't actually read these yet. Our producer put these together for me this week. A dead whale was left in a car park all... All night after being thrown in a bin in New Hampshire. Josh, where is the weirdest place you've spent the night? Oh! Oh, I assume this is. You're calling him a whale! (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh, we need to let him do these. Josh, you should tell the story. Tell the story. Tell the story. (laughs) What's the story? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) The weirdest place I almost spent the night was coming off a porch into a girl's room who we'd been out on a night out with. (gasps) I do know this story. And her leaning in to kiss me, looking behind her head, and seeing pictures of me and Luke and other people. Oh no! Oh no! no. (laughs) She was a fan of Luke's. And had pictures of me and my old cat from my previous relationship <laughs> on the wall behind her. And the weirdest place I've ever spent the night is on Josh's drainpipe. Drain <laughs> oh you slept there. I slept on Josh's drainpipe. That sounds pipe like once. a euphemism, but okay. It's a Josh, a giant veg, a giant vegetable whisperer, strokes his leeks to help them grow. Josh, <laughs> do you think stroking things can help them grow? I stroke my leek frequently. I think the things that stroking can do are nothing short of miraculous. I think our producer Jack's been alone too long. And the good news story we of the week... We had an hour week. to kill, Luke. Yeah. The good news story of the week is Flora from Islington is the first dog to get a green plaque 
like the blue plaques, but for animals. Flora the Akita got hers for alerting her owners to oncoming blackouts, allowing him to find a spot to sit down safely and deal with the episode. Aren't pets just the absolute best? Wait, so the dog can sense when the human is going to pass out? Yes, and that's why I asked, aren't pets just the best? Wow, that that dog has spidey sense. (laughs) All right, so thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Educating Josh. Been a very good week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Educating Josh, where there'll be polls and content from each of today's stories, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. We also want you to send in more questions for next week's Quick Fire Round. Please go subscribe, and most importantly, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. This has been Educating Josh, a Studio 71 production. We'll see you next week for another episode of Educating Josh. Goodbye! Bye! Bye! Have I told you my joke for this week? Oh no, tell the joke, tell the joke. What do you call a very nosy chilli pepper? What? Jalapeno business! (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it great? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.